What is up, everyone? And welcome. Welcome back to the show about sports, episode three. Today we have a special guest, and that special guest is my brother, which a lot of you know. And he's been on other things that I've done in the past. He's always a fun guest to have on podcasts. And today we're reviewing the division winners odds by FanDuel. Going into, we're going to predict our winners, some good bets, kind of some notes on some teams. And this is just the intro. I'll do another intro you'll hear when he jumps on. But I wanted to give you guys a little pre-context on what here's to come. Thank you for all the support so far. We're almost to 100 downloads total for the first two episodes, which is great to see. And a bunch of people have subscribed and liked the channel. So I really, really appreciate all the support on the show about sports. Also, follow me on threads. That's where I post a lot of my quick hitting thoughts on a lot of things. So if you're ever wanting to just talk about things in the sports sports world a lot more easier and efficient, go to threads, follow me, Griffin underscore Brock, as a lot of you know that already. So I appreciate all of that. And again, we don't know everything about sports. This is mostly entertainment. You know, we're gonna talk some good stuff. I know, I know, I know everyone's had some couple conversations with my brother, so sometimes he has some interesting thoughts on on football and I know he's hearing this back and he's like dang I'm getting roasted before I even jump on the pod so just remember we're just having some fun here so don't take it too seriously and uh, none of this is financial advice because obviously it's about gambling so you know don't put money down based on what we say make sure you do your research on that but without further ado let's jump into the pod all right what's up everyone we're back with the show about sports it's your host like you heard in the intro Griffin Proc and today I'm with my brother, as you've probably heard on my other podcast on the in-between. Now he's on the show about sports. We had to get him on because we have some pretty funny conversations on a daily basis about who we think uh, is good in sports, who is bad. And today we're going to be going over, like you heard, the division winners by odds by FanDuel. So we wanted to get this off before we do the regular season starts. If you can hear that breathing in the background, that's just Logan getting ready to spit some facts in the background. I didn't know it was coming through. But yeah, you could give yourself a little intro, Logan, a little background on sports maybe, and uh, then we'll kick it off. What's up? What's up, everyone? My name's Logan. As you know, I'm Griffin's brother. Uh, In terms of sports, I'm a diehard Seattle fan. So anywhere, anything from uh, the Seahawks to the Storms, the Mariners and the Sonics when we had them. So I mean, currently my allegiance in basketball is to specific players. But I know a little thing or two about football, but I I would say I'm mostly guided by my emotions that I have with certain teams of players. So I'm interested to uh, share my takes with you all. Yeah, no, we're excited to have him on. And speaking of Seattle sports, I wanted to kick it off with a story because Logan and I have both now met um, one of our favorite Seahawks. And he came over in the trade from uh, Russell Wilson's deal when he was on the Broncos, if you guys can already start guessing, our boy Drew Locke. Now, Drew, if you're listening to this, and I hope you do, because I'll totally shout you out on the social media is about this but (laughs) let me tell you the story of how i met drew lock which came to be so as you know logan madeline and i were out to dinner celebrating her birthday a couple days ago and we're standing getting ready to go into the restaurant so we're just like the hostess will be like "We're, we're getting your table ready whatever and we're just standing there and another family walks in and this normal you know woman walks in and then i i'm like i notice her i'm like yep just notice another human in the room. And then a guy walks in right behind her. And I literally like look up to the corner. Cause I'm like, this is the most massive dude I've ever seen. And then six, four, two twenty, drew lock is standing like shoulder to shoulder with me at this restaurant. And I literally look over at Matt and I'm like, 
million dollars. That's Drew Locke right there. That's Drew Locke. He's just at this restaurant that we're in. And I'm not going to shout out any of that stuff because if it's his favorite restaurant, I want people, you know, falling behind on him. But he just was hanging out, getting ready for his day. And then his dad walks in, who's massive. So you can see where he gets his size from. And his mom is also tall as well. So he walks in and I'm just like freaking out. Also, you you typing over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Continue. Continue. No worries. No worries. Um, yeah. So we're just standing there. And then we get, he gets seated first with his family, obviously, because, you know, it's Drew Locke. And then we, I'm like, that was crazy. Family man. And, and Madeline's like, you should have said something like that. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. No. You but don't want to be that guy. We get brought back to our table and we're just like, on a projectile line to the table right next to their family. I'm like, shut up. No way we're about to get. And they park us right next to their family. And I'm sitting looking Drew Locke in the face this whole dinner, essentially, because he's in the other table facing my direction. And it's just so funny. And I titled this story, Drew Locke saves our wine from a spider. Because midway through the dinner, this spider comes down through our table in between our tables, but it's like kind of heading towards our table. And we all like notice it. Their family notices it. We all like laugh at each other. Ha ha ha. You know, but it didn't actually come fully down and it went back up. And then the spider started coming down again, more on our side. And Drew, with his natural born instincts, was like, hey, heads up for that spider. And we're like, <laughs> this just dangling in front of us. Instinct. Like dangling in front of us. And he's like, I'm like, oh, and I grab the napkin and like swipe it down. And it was this whole like, oh, haha, we got the spider and everything. And then Madeline, the great wife that she is, is like, hey, are you Drew Locke? Because my husband's a big fan of yours. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, I right didn't in know face. part of the story. I was like, oh, no. Man. I was like, no. And Drew Locke looks at me. He's like, oh, thank you. And so instinctively, this is what I say <laughs> to Drew Locke. I'm like, yo, dude, big fan. I was always a big fan when I saw you. Uh, singing Yo Gotti on the sideline, put on for your city. Easy, I thought. Oh, yeah, cheesy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young when you cheesy. do put on for your city, and you're singing yeah. that on the sideline, and that went viral. Like, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, like I appreciate clip. that." And I felt so bad shouting out a non-football thing, like just him on the sideline singing after he was playing a yeah. great game. So, like, you could yeah, you could have like, said, "Yeah, oh, that Missouri game you had your your freshman year is incredible." Exactly. Uh, and so I just was like, "You're a gunslinger, man." And we just continued having dinner and then when we left like their family like looked at us as we were getting up to leave so we were kind of like are we friends now so we all said like bye and i was like yo drew lock have a good season like go hawks but i said it like so loud like i'm pretty sure my voice cracked a little bit too i was so so shy but if anyone's wondering drew lock is massive and when you look at people on tv it just doesn't like give you the full story these dudes are big and these guys can take a hit like it's awesome so shout out drew Right there. And what I wanted to get into with that is just a good question about how I think backup quarterback rankings are wrong. And I did this because I was like, Drew Locke deserves another chance in this league. And Gino even said this offseason, he's like, man, I wish Drew Locke had a chance somewhere else, you know, like, because I kind of got this thing, you know, rolling here and he's just good enough to get something. He said it in a more polite way to Drew, obviously. But I wanted you to guess where people are ranking Drew Locke in terms of backup QBs in the NFL out of the, you know, 30 plus teams. Where do you think he lands? There's about 32 teams. Yeah. If they 
back in the day, they were ranking Geno's like potentially the worst QB in the league. So <laughs> if if you think of like the logic of the backup to the previously worst QB in the league, which obviously he isn't, yeah. Geno Smith is a dog, yeah. but they probably got him in the 20s or 30s, but he probably should be in the, I would say the top 10 for sure. That'd okay. be my guess. Okay. Yeah. See, I like, I like your mindset because I was the exact same way with that. Unfortunately, fortunately, he's not in the like high 20s, but he's been oh, put yeah. at like 19 or 20 on these lists. And I'm like, bro, Drew Locke yeah, played bro. two seasons and then gets traded and where you're supposed to act like that's his career. Like mm-hmm. they have people ahead of him like Cooper Rush. Remember him last year on the Cowboys? He goes and plays seven he games. Right. He, was he was all right. A- no. Yeah. You say that. He was all right. Guess who has the exact same comparable averages? to Cooper Rush across his career. Is it Gardner Minshew? No, Drew Locke. Oh, Drew okay. Locke has this, his career stats, like completion yeah. percentage, you know, touchdown to interception ratio, passer rating yeah. is the exact same as Cooper Rush. And we talk yeah. about Cooper Rush as like, should he play over Dak? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're like, come on. So, yeah. And they got like Mariota ahead of him. They got Wentz ahead of them. They got Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, all of which, some of which weren't even signed at the recording of this episode or even aren't. <laughs> like, he's out there. He's yeah. out there. He can play. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I think the disrespect for Drew Locke is real. And I just want him to know if you're listening, Drew, you want to jump yeah. on a pod and discuss how you should be known. <laughs> we can get you some PR out here and you can help the show uh, with that. Yeah. But. I wanted to give that quick story because Logan, I know, has met him in Bellevue Square, like he was shopping for shoes or something like that. So yeah, I was uh, I was walking around Nordstrom and uh, I was walking with a friend and I saw him and like Griffin said, uh, these people are way bigger than you think. Like yeah. I'm not trying to undermine Drew, but I didn't think he was that big. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I guess I guess the TV when people say TV adds weight, I think for NFL players it's reversed. Like it makes them look smaller. But um, when uh, I was walking around, I saw him. My friend was like, hey, you should go talk to him. But it's the same sort of thing. I don't – I mean, at the end of the day, these athletes are people too. And yeah. I would hate to be, you know, talking to every single person that I saw. Exactly. It reminds me of a story when I saw um, Seahawks legend uh, Sidney Rice oh, yeah. at Fat Burger. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I really wanted to talk to him, but I was just – maybe I was scared or maybe I still had the same opinions I do now. But – the only way I got to talk to him was like to go fill up my drink. And I was like, Hey, Sydney, big fan. Just yeah. want to say that. And then left him alone. Cause totally. I'm sure they get bombarded by a lot of people, but Drew Locke, he's the man for sure. Uh, I definitely think he deserves a starting role on, on a team. I mean, yeah. you look at some of these successful backups that you mentioned, you mentioned yeah. Cooper rush. You could talk about Brock Purdy. You put, yeah. you put Drew Locke on the 49ers. Yeah. He's going to put up, like Patty Mahomes numbers because yeah. it's the 49ers like they're they're a damn good team. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. He just needs some good coaching in there, but when he was on Denver it was kind of, you know, up in the air. It's a tough team. At that point. So, I thought that was funny um seeing him. And what's interesting is nobody like went up to him. And I felt like I was the only person in the restaurant that was like, that's that's Drew Locke right there. Like, why is nobody else freaking out? Obviously, I was like had a miserable dinner where I couldn't like relax because I felt like Drew Locke was just like looking at me. And I'm just like trying to sit normal, be like, oh, man, I'm like literally doing a show about sports. Like maybe I don't want to like be as be as harsh on players because like they're regular people. (laughs) So, yeah, totally. That's um, perfect. So 
And yes, to answer your question, your uh, your mic is working. It's coming through. <laughs> no okay, on on my end, it, it doesn't show the sound the sound waves. So yeah, so on mine, sure it shows it on, on the bottom part. The, as you guys can yeah. tell, this is like brand new podcasting. Both of us are uh, new to this here. But um, yeah, let's jump into things now. We're going to jump into division winner odds by FanDuel, and we're going to kind of give our opinions on who we think is going to win the division, who we think is a good value for all your degenerate gamblers out there, and uh, some surprise teams and other storylines. So let's start, speaking of the Seahawks, with the NFC West. So it's pretty cut and dry. It's 49ers minus 165, Seahawks plus 200, Rams plus 1,000. Cardinals plus 2,700. Um, so I'll jump into it here. Obviously, I think it goes in that order, but my pushback is actually I think the Seahawks take it in this. And again, people are going to be like biased, you know, yeah, unlimited bias. Say, we're, he just we're was gonna raving about biased. Drew Locke. He's like, yeah, Drew Locke should be a starter. Bias. But <laughs> it's just, are we convinced that the 49ers have a quarterback? Because I'm that's, not. No, that's what I wrote down. The first thing I said when I, I mean, the first thing I wrote down was I need to see more of Brock Purdy to know if he's actually that guy. Yeah. Obviously, like I said before, you put any half decent quarterback on the 49ers, you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, you have a great defense. All you need to do is put up a few points a game and you're going to get some wins under your belt. Exactly. And I go back to this thing that everybody wanted to talk about. And I talked about it in my first one, when Mike Sando put out that QB tiers list where they interview anonymous execs and people within football to rank their QBs on a tier basis. Brock Purdy was down in tier four. And guess who else is in tier four? Pickett. They put, they put Russell Wilson down there, didn't they? No, they I put Wilson can... in three. He, he's in I three. Saw... Yeah. I saw some other ESPN analysts put Russell Wilson in the D tier. And I don't know if it's just the bias coming through while we think about the Seahawks, but yeah. some of those people are just pulling for audience numbers oh, by yeah. putting him that deep. Well, yeah, if you're watching anything on ESPN, it's they're trying to get you to be like, wait, what? <laughs> no, yeah. but like I was saying, tier four includes Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield. Are we convinced yeah, that any Baker's, three of those quarterbacks are going to the playoffs, let alone winning a division? Baker's no. pretty bad, I, I would say. Baker, uh, really Baker's just lost prove. his momentum. I honestly yeah. feel bad about Baker. He's like lost his momentum, but he never was, was going to be like a number one quarterback off the board, in my opinion. But that's where his, that's where execs are ranking his skill. Mm -hmm. So why are yeah. we thinking he can then win a division? Because he went on a magical run? Yes, I guess so. They have Matt, I mean, uh, Shanahan coaching, and he's in this kind of ability of coaching that's above everyone else. He's a tier one. But yeah. like Mike Tomlin and uh, Matt LaFleur for the Packers and the Steelers are great coaches, but they can't get mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love to the playoffs. I mean, we'll see. But yeah. I just think it's silly to put the 49ers at the top because they're like, oh, it's their defense. Well, half their defense like left in the off season to other teams. So yeah, they got younger, they got stronger, but like some mainstays on defense have left. So mm -hmm. we look at the Seahawks. I look at division winners and I look at consistency. The Seahawks yeah. have only reloaded. They've brought everyone back. Plus they added uh, injuries. Bobby. Yeah. They got Bobby <laughs> back. They got Jamal Adams off of injury. You know, that man just plays so angry. Like he's going to kill yeah. someone on the field. And yeah. they got Witherspoon as the fifth overall pick, which he might be the least top 
five draft pick I've heard about this offseason, and it's just silly. Remember when Sauce Gardner got drafted in the top five? People couldn't stop talking about that cornerback, and I get it. He had a little more show to him, but like a top five cornerback getting <laughs> taken, you got to talk just about it. Just ended up being the best cornerback in the league. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I expect nothing less from Witherspoon. Like if we're taking him that high, Seahawks have had good draft picks in the past, some shaky, but some really uh, – Diamonds in the rough. Nobody expected him to go there. And then we got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like that man is a wide receiver to help DK and Tyler Lockett continue to get open. So what are your thoughts on that division? Who who do you think is uh, taking it all? Yeah, I mean, unbiased Seahawks fan here. I would have to say that I, I'm in agreement. I think that it is quite the time to be a Hawks fan. And I think growing up in Seattle around this time has been great because the Seahawks have had some rough history and some rough patches. And after the whole Russell Wilson trade went down, I was like, all right, this is the death of the Seahawks. Like we're going to go through a rebuild that could take years. It's been what two years of kind of a rebuild where we've still either been in the playoffs or in playoff contention the whole season. Uh, that is pretty nice. And like you said, we're, we're reloading everybody. We have some great assets in our new draft picks. I don't think Brock Purdy has proved who he is. I'm not, I'm not trying to trash his name. I think Brock Purdy, for what he did for that team, was great. And I'd love for him to keep going, just not against the Seahawks. Um, but overall, I mean, the, the bottom of the barrel teams, the Rams and the Cardinals, are just going to be donating wins to the 49ers and the Seahawks. <laughs> so it's really going to be about how those key matchups happen between the 49ers and the Seahawks and how those key road games are for our teams. Um, the other thing, like you were mentioning, I think the consistency is important. And the way that I worded it in my notes was that yeah. the 49ers and the Seahawks have really great winning cultures. If you look past the 10 years of, you know, Pete Carroll and what he's done with the team, it's always been consistent. They like to win and they do what they need to win. And the same goes for the 49ers. You look back, they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, you know, they were in the NFC championship, all these sorts of, they're supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite this year. They're supposed to be yeah. the number two NFC team. So, yeah, no, I mean, if you look at the, the odds based on FanDuel's sports deck, I, I mean, they're, 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 they're some, they're a team that's favorited. I personally, first of all, public service, man, I personally don't condone gambling. I've seen some degeneracy when it comes <laughs> to some people placing some 15-team parlays on yeah. Russian table tenants. Yeah. But if you're going to bet, I would say the 49ers are one of those teams that I think you have a good option, but you're not really – you're not really sticking out by saying the 49ers. It's kind of an obvious yeah. choice for one of the favorites. So you got the Hawks, and I think that's a good pick. I mean, we have to follow the Hawks on this one. Yeah. But for good reason, because here's the other thing about the 49ers before we move on. they're not even. We're not even convinced that Brock Purdy is a starter. Like, we're all saying it. But this man came off of a PCL, UCL, arm, elbow injury that you get in baseball. Like this man literally yeah. got like Tommy John like Tommy surgery. Johns, yeah. So what are we? He's gonna throw a ball and his arm might not work the same. Like, yeah. and we saw this with other QBs, specifically Ben Roethlisberger had a lot of issues. And you saw Big Ben at the end. I mean, that man was not. Yeah, he was going not, He was throwing it a little funny. So, <laughs> like, I'm not convinced that Kyle Shanahan isn't gonna be like. Wait, Trey Lance, I mean, we got to try him out. He's a little more active on his feet. And, I mean, they brought in Sam Darnold. I'm not convinced he's going to really grace the field at all. But 
he's a good third option if you need a third yeah. option on a team. Well, we learned that uh, you can never have too many backup QBs if you're the 49ers. Exactly. Uh, so I think that they're learning from their lesson. But yeah. injuries are a rough part of football. It's Some of these players are just cursed with the ability to grow an extra ACL and tear yeah. it. Uh, so <laughs> you have to be very... Uh, Lucky, I guess, yeah. when you go through the season, or else Christian McCaffrey will have to be playing quarterback for half the season. Exactly. You need him for other roles on the team. Yeah, they're going to win this season by Debo Samuel taking running back snaps, Christian throwing the ball, and George Kittle just doing everything. So They should, do, they yeah. should be the first team to implement load management on a football <laughs> roster with QBs. A, they might have to. Everyone's like drafting Christian McCaffrey first pick. And I'm like, oh, have we seen a full yeah. season in a while? No, we haven't. So I'd be Last careful. season, right? Well, I think that was a full season, but I'm not honestly convinced. I think he just had a yeah. good, uh, good run there because he's been resting for three years. So I'm glad he got that rest in. But okay, Seahawks for the NFC West. Take it as you want. I mean, Cardinals plus 2,700. I mean, throw five bucks. You might win a thousand on that. So <laughs> just, just do something weird. Hollywood Brown is carrying that team to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, I can't even name their quarterback. I don't know who's starting. Um, all right, NFC South. We have the yeah. Saints. No minus teams here. They have the Vegas has no minus. I they got was about plus. To say, this division's bad. Yeah. Plus what? <laughs> this is where you find value. Plus 130. For the Saints, plus two ten for the Falcons, plus three sixty for the Panthers, and plus seven fifty for the Buccaneers. If we go by the last division's logic, they put a tier four quarterback winning the division. So I think Baker Mayfield at plus seven fifty to win the division as the Bucks quarterback <laughs> feels like good value. But that, that is definitely not something I would do. Give me your initial thoughts, kind of on the NFC South, uh, in your opinion. I think it's a complete toss up. To be yeah. honest, uh, although the Saints are the favorite for this division, I think that they are kind of two all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. I can't really tell you what the Saints have been doing yeah. uh, for the past two seasons. Is Michael Thomas still around? I know he <laughs> is, but what is he actually doing? I think they had a great pickup with Jamal Williams. I, I really, really like his play and the work that he was doing with the yeah. Lions. Yeah. So I think that that's huge for him. Not only is he just like a great personality for the team that brings in a lot of fans and publicity, but he's just a great running back. Yeah. Uh, he, he quoted football was his day job. And yeah. <laughs> to have NFL football be something that you can call a career is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but the Falcons, Panthers, Buccaneers – don't really know much about them. I've heard good things about the Falcons. I yeah. think, like you said, the Buccaneers can't be that bad. I, I think if you're going to really place a bet on somebody to win this division for the best bang for your buck, it's got to be the Buccaneers. But I don't think anyone in this division is worth touching. I think it's going to yeah. be win trading all the way till the end of the season until one of them gets bounced so I don't know if I'm ready to agree with you on the Buccaneers actually having a shot. That was more sarcastic from my point of view on the Brock Purdy comment. But hey, the value is so tight. Again, throw five bucks on it. You That wouldn't be the worst five bucks you ever spent. But I'll give you a little bit of background that might change your mind on a few of these things. So the Saints do have the most veteran quarterback. They do have Derek Carr coming in. So he's coming in from oh, the Raiders. that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Yep. So yeah. he's coming off of that and he's, you know, in a better, more, you know, better situation for him because it ended bad with the Raiders. But I'm not convinced on Derek Carr having a good twilight to the end of his career with how it ended with the Raiders. So 
we take that into consideration. The Falcons and the Panthers, what's interesting there is Desmond Ritter will now be a second-year quarterback. He was the Cincinnati quarterback. Remember when they went oh, with yeah. Sauce Gardner? He was all yeah. that. He's kind of a dual threat. He didn't really show a lot last year because Mariota was kind of running the show. Um, Give so him he's, another shot. He's interesting there. And I mean, they do got the best, one of the best offensive draft picks and Bijan Robinson coming in that Texas running back. So is he that good? I mean, I would draft him over McCaffrey because he hasn't gotten hurt yet. You know, really? I mean? the, oh, like, he has fresh knees. Yeah, <laughs> He's got fresh knees. Fresh Therefore knees. I'm using my first pick on someone that hasn't played an NFL game. Yeah. Oh, I gosh. Mean, they do, the Falcons do have like the, one of the top five most rushing attempts. Remember Cordell Patterson? I mean, that man was on a mission yeah. at 34 years old or whatever last year. So, <laughs> or two years ago. So there's that. And then the saints and the Falcons overall in the entire NFL have the easiest rank schedule out of any NFL yeah. team. So they're going to be yeah. fighting at the top. And that's what the odds are telling us. I mean, plus 130 to plus 210, it's a crapshoot. So if you're looking yeah. for value, I might go for the Falcons as they could come alive. They have Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. That was supposed to be all good, but his coach was like, I'm not game planning with him. I'm not. And everyone <laughs> on Fantasy drafted him above like Travis Kelsey, and they were pissed. And so I don't know about above Travis Kelsey, but I hear what you're I don't saying. know. You, you should have seen Twitter during there during the days when Kyle Pitts wasn't getting a single target. But and then with the Panthers, they obviously have Bryce Young. They got the number yeah. one pick. They their revamp with Frank Wright being there. And I mean, here's the problem: they don't have anyone for him to throw it to. Their their most notable wide receiver that you'll know is Adam Thielen. <laughs> so oh. Adam yeah, Thielen, he's, he's a veteran though. That exactly. Dude. He's what a veteran. He, like put up, he had like some crazy hundred yard streak or something like that. I feel like back in the day. Yeah, no, uh, and, but he's a little older. I mean, the Vikings yeah. did deal him, so I mean that should tell you something. They didn't, they didn't want to resign him to that, and they do have a uh, Miles Sanders, so everyone's favorite uh, running back two on their fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be mad about giving him the ball. Maybe let Miles. Oh, Miles Sanders, love that guy. <laughs> Cash money fantasy legend Miles Sanders. Yeah, I just looked it up. Adam Thielen had eight games in a row where he had 100 yards. That's quite yeah. impressive. No, that team. man was a problem but back in the that day. That was 20 years ago. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna place any bet on like a team making the playoffs, I guess the Saints are a good choice because three of the teams that they're gonna be facing the most often are the yeah. bottom of the barrel team. Exactly. They could division. win six games. Six and zero yeah. in this division, but that's the problem. They could also go zero and six because this division is such a crapshoot. So yeah. my pick is honestly the Falcons. I think they have the most explosive weapons on offense. I think Desmond Ritter hasn't, you know, gotten his chance to try. And guess what? This is something I do agree uh, that there's a good uh, backup QB out there, Taylor Heineke, the Commanders oh, yeah. QB. He is the backup for the Falcons. So say Desmond can't put it together. Throw Heineke in, he'll bring the energy and at least get you some first downs. So, yeah. Um, the commander's players almost stage a mutiny to get that dude a starting job. So yeah, he's, yeah. He can't be that bad. He's like the next coming of Kirk Cousins. Like, people just love that oh, guy. Oh, don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> well, good luck. Good thing we're going to the NFC North there. But before we do that, what do you think is the winner of that? And do you have any value uh, in this uh, division? Of the NFC North or the South? Uh, the NFC South still. Yeah, so I would say it has to go to the Saints, but there's no shot that the Buccaneers are last place in that division. Oh, and that's what I have to say. And I'm oh, I to, love that. I'm willing to make a bet with you that okay. they will okay. be top two in oh. that division. Five oh, I bucks. love that. 50, 50 chance. Well, not 50 50 chance because yeah. football is a variable. Yeah, but yeah. I, if they're in the top two, 
five bucks. Then the yeah. bottom two, five bucks. I'm 100 percent down. Yeah, I love I that. I sound bet. like a. Also, I realized I sound like a complete hypocrite after I was talking about gambling. <laughs> yeah. But a friendly five dollar bet is not a 12 team Russian table tennis parlay. Yeah, so exactly. Bet on, bet on what you know and what you're comfortable with, and keep it yeah. to a minimum of one to five dollars. I just wanted to be noted that by the end of this, Logan's gonna be tossing me a hundred bucks, being like, "All right." <laughs> Hundred bucks each yes. division winners. <laughs> gonna have like I only do grand. five dollar bets. I yeah. do a hundred of them, but I only do five dollar bets. <laughs> so there, so it doesn't hurt as bad. Okay, so you got the Saints. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Falcons on this one, as I just think they have the best weapons. And for two ten value, I think that's better than the Saints because we don't know what Derek Carr is gonna gonna give us there. So all right, NFC North. Speaking of the Vikings, this oh, yeah. year we have the Lions at the top, plus one forty five. Mm. Vikings yeah. plus 260, Packers plus 350, Bears plus mm. 430. No, nobody is outside of plus 500 odds. If we remember the NFC West, they had Rams plus 1,000, Cardinals plus 2,700. <laughs> no, dis- no disrespect to, to those teams there. But so it's a, the tightest division in sports from those mm-hmm. betting odds. What are your initial uh, thoughts there? Okay. Uh- I think that the Lions losing Jamal Williams was actually a really big deal. I think Whoa. that that dude, I don't know if I'm just biased as a huge fan of him as just a person and as mm-hmm. an athlete, but I feel like that and just being the Lions, like the Lions yeah. will continue to lion. I don't think that they'll ever <laughs> break that curse until I'm dead. So I think it's absolutely atrocious that you don't have King Kirk Cousins and the Vikings starting out as number one in their division. Whoa. The Vikings, the thing about the Vikings is they continue to outperform in the regular season. They've, the Minnesota Vikings are the very best team in the NFL when one of their players isn't started on my fantasy football team. <laughs> so if, you, if it really comes down to it, the fantasy, the, the Minnesota Vikings comes down to how many players do I draft this year. And I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson is the only people that I put on my team. So looking at this, yeah. I think that the Vikings take the bang for the buck best yeah. gambling opportunity of your lifetime. I'm talking okay. take out another mortgage on your house and okay. put it on. Not the financial Vikings advice. Not all. financial Hashtag advice. Hashtag not a financial <laughs> advice. I'm big on the Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins is a winner. That yeah. dude, he knows how to win. At least in the at least not on Thursdays, right? Uh, <laughs> or but, Mondays. <laughs> or Mondays or whatever the whatever the stat is. But he puts up decent yardage every game. They know how to score. If they can lock it down on defense, I see them being a threat in the NFC. Okay, I love where your head's at here. Let me give you some some notes that might change your mind on some of yeah. those facts. So, so I agree now, now with we you. Got all the bias and the emotion out of the way here. Yeah. Let's hear the football talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I agree with you that the Lions have been the Lions and they haven't proved it. But Aaron Rodgers not being in the division anymore gives them a wide open chance for it because you're right. It's between the Lions and the Vikings. I don't think the Packers and the Bears really have a shot. But what the Lions did do this offseason was have the best offseason. They brought in a great defense because that was their issue. They brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles. They brought in Emmanuel Mosley from the 49ers and Cameron Sutton from the uh, from the Steelers. So they brought in three guys from franchises that have notoriously had great defenses to help them out. So again, I'm not convinced, but here's what makes me like them more. Because if you remember last year with the Vikings, yeah, they might have won a lot of games, but they barely won. They had a negative 
point differential, meaning they were giving up more points than they were scoring, and they, yet they still won games. They had to complete this the largest comeback in NFL history against the lowly Colts to win that game. So that I love shows Kirk the Cousins. right mindset you look for in your team, no matter how far you're down. You can bring things back. Remember the Minnesota Miracle? I know it's not the same QB, yeah. but hey, I'm down. I'm putting my money on another miracle. So I love that. And I love Kirk Cousins after watching the quarterback documentary. If you haven't watched that, you should because Kirk Cousins is just so, so normal at the end of the day. But easiest to hardest schedules go mm. Bears easiest, Lions second easiest, Packers third, then Vikings. Vikings have the hardest schedule in this division. Yeah, well, that, that, I mean, there's a lot of important points to be made by that. When you're willing to make a Super Bowl run, you know, you need to put the top teams on your schedule. Alabama's yeah. not going to make the national championship unless they face good talent. So that's the way I like to look at it, even though college football is completely different than the NFL. So, but, but they're, out, playing, right? they're playing this best talent on primetime games. <laughs> they're not going to play the Chiefs at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. They're playing a I Monday see, night under the lights. I light. see that as a great business decision from the execs at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm fully <laughs> with it, and there's no convincing me out of that. What I will say, though, is the Lions are are legit. They, As much as I like to joke about the Lions being the Lions, I have them at number two in yep. this division, and they are my hopeful playoff story. They've been yep. in a drought for one of the one of the longest NFL droughts yep. currently in playoff wins. And to see that team see a playoff win for Detroit would be really, really big. Yeah. Uh, then the bottom two teams, I don't think the Bears are as bad as the odds are saying they are. I mean, I know the yes, meme they are. is Yes, they are. I know the meme is uh Justin Fields after he runs a 80-yard touchdown, but they're <laughs> down by 30. Like I know that the Bears have some flaws, but Jordan Love and the Packers, not convinced. The Packers yeah. have lost basically their entire identity and are starting out fresh. Mm -hmm. I put the Packers on the same level as the Buccaneers. But remind you, I did say the Buccaneers weren't as bad as they were supposed yep. to be. Yep. So I think without an identity, the Packers fall to last place in this division. Okay. Barely by the Bears. I'm not convinced that the Bears are any any much better than the Lions or the, the Kings of the North, the Vikings. What a fall from the heavens for the Packers, going from the arguably best team in the NFC for a long time and in their own division to last place on Logan's board there. What I will say, too, you said Jamal Williams leaving uh, the running back room for Detroit was a big loss. They did draft Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama super high after then trading their main starter, which was DeAndre Swift, yeah. to the Eagles as well. And then they brought in... Fantasy. How much money does the Eagles have? So, so, <laughs> just so they're kind of doing that. Sanders' the, paycheck was gone. They're doing the San Diego, They're doing the San Diego Padres pay now. Talk later about it. Um, yeah. But they did also bring in fantasy waiver wire mainstay David Montgomery from the Bears running yeah. back to come help out yeah. their backfield. So I did see Jameer Gibbs. Absolutely, <laughs> it's funny even saying it. <laughs> absolutely cooking a coach for a great route in practice and people were blowing up about it so let me tell you i'm convinced after watching that one practice play against a 40 year old coach but um i guess that's why they say coaches coaches don't play that's yeah. why they're coaches so i got i got the lions you got the vikings um i love justin jefferson i would pick him all day if he had uh Patrick Mahomes throwing it to him in a better uh, line, but unfortunately that he's is... got the second best option in the NFL. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Prime time Kirk Cousins. If you can't tell, I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan. 
No, I am too. He's a great second tier quarterback for your fantasy team. Like when uh, Dak decides to throw the most interceptions in the NFL last year. Um, So that's the NFC North. Let's head into the NFC East. And in my opinion, maybe the only lock division where there's like, put all your, post your chips in. It goes Eagles 115 minus 115, Cowboys plus 175, Giants plus 700, and Commanders plus 1300. My notes are simple. It's a lock, the Eagles. I mean, Super Bowl hangover, you can say what you want, but they brought everyone back and more, and they have Jalen Hurts running the helm, still the same head coach. I have no reason. I've been the biggest Jalen Hurts fan forever. Like I will have, I I don't know if you remember conversations of me saying that, but no, I, you were saying why isn't this dude getting a chance over the other people in his draft class? That's what I'm saying. He backed up Wentz. Yeah. He did his time. He then came in and he he took the biggest leaps ever, almost won MVP, and people still don't put respect on his name. They put him in tier two quarterback. He's not a tier one. Guess who's a tier one? Justin Herbert. Name how many playoff wins oh, he has. Not many. Already, it's, it's called I'm zero. I'm already cracking my knuckles getting ready for the AFC when yeah. it comes to Justin Herbert. So I think if we're talking overhype, Justin Justin Herbert, let's win some games here. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing him. And again, their their defense is Georgia University. They've drafted every single yeah. Georgia player, and Georgia's won the national championship twice, twice in a row. In a row. So I'm sorry. They drafted also Jalen Carter, who was expected to be the best player in the draft. They got him at like seven or whatever. Yeah. So give me your thoughts on that. That's just the Eagles. I have some thoughts on the other teams as well, but give me your intro. Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are going to take that division. Uh, I will say there's one caveat. We've seen some really good teams in the past regress after one season so i don't think it's mortgage taking like if it's that much of a lock but um at the same time i do recognize the eagles for their successful season that they had last year i think philly is always a really interesting city to watch uh do well in sports uh sadly they did not well enough last year in no. almost every major sport. Yeah. So sorry, Philly fans, but uh, they're 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 a damn good football team. Uh, when you look at the rest of them, I think the Cowboys. Man, the Cowboys got a lot of thoughts. One of my buddies is a huge Cowboys fan, and yep. I always hear about how every year's it's time mm-hmm. for the boys to take a take mm-hmm. a ride to the Super Bowl. But I don't know. I don't know if Dak Prescott is the one to blame. I think Dak Prescott is a decent quarterback mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I don't know what is holding them back from making that launch into the elite sector of football. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the Cowboys and the Giants are arguably a toss-up for one and two. Yeah. Uh, I think if Saquon Barkley gets everything locked down with the Giants and there's no disputes in the locker room about you know who's on the team and who's not, I think it's going to work perfectly fine. I think the Commanders are that one team, though, um, it's probably like that one friend that, that always asks to hang out that you don't <laughs> necessarily want to hang out, but they cause issues a lot because they're yeah. always asking. So I see on paper, the Eagles, the Cowboys and the giants all losing to the commanders. Yep. I, yep. I see it very possible yeah. to happen and you rack up enough of those wins that you shouldn't have won. The commanders could easily be taking third place, but I don't see them going higher than third. So yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, toss-up, and then Commanders. I'll throw them in the toss-up with the Cowboys as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on on all of those topics here. To give you some more insight on the Cowboys and kind of my worries here. So 
everything coming out of camp right now in their offseason is this is the year we have to do it. Like we're about to have to pay Micah Parsons, arguably a top five defensive player in the NFL coming up. We have to win now. Dax, you know how much longer he's got in the league. We've got Tony Pollard now starting over Zeke Elliott. He's going to get his chance. CD Young, CD Lamb is young. Their offensive line has been great for a long time. And I say great with, you know, emphasis on that because they haven't always been as good as they've been stated. And now they're having issues. They have um, uh, Zach Martin's holding out because he's got a dispute. He's like, I want to be paid at the top of my top of my uh, class here. And he's not getting paid. Jerry Jones is like Texas forever. I'm not paying you. And so that's just going to be an issue if they can't block for Dak can't really move. I mean, he's gotten his legs separated from his body two oh, seasons ago. Gosh, I forgot about that. So, so oh, I don't want to see Dak even touch the outside of the pocket again. Um, that and then secondly, three they have yells on that play. Yeah, they have the Stephon Diggs's uh, brother Trayvon Diggs, who is Mister Interception, but also Mister Risk It All. Like he, one play will just be diving across the field for a play just to get an interception, and if he misses it, it's an eighty-yard touchdown. It's to the house, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I hate that style of play, and I, I love watching it, but I hate like yeah. if I was a Cowboy fans, I'd just be like, no, no, don't die I for that. It, I think it eerily reminds me of. Uh, a Seahawks secondary that we yeah. used to have with a lot of flashy plays, but luckily yeah. I think it worked out for us. No, here's the good thing. We had Sherman taking a risk and then Cam Chancellor would light someone up. <laughs> we had a four-door sedan driving to tackle the person if the flashy yeah. play didn't, didn't Yeah, or Earl Thomas would just come out of the side of the screen and just be in the air somewhere. So yeah. I agree. I don't think it's as, as close as the odds makers are doing. 175, I mean, that's close to the Eagles. I think the Giants are all fun and all with Saquon. I think uh, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. I don't think he's ever going to like start throwing it around the field and we're going to be like, wow, he can really throw the ball. He's going to make it with his legs and that only gets you so far in this league. And then, yeah, the commanders. Well, I mean, yeah. new ownership. He'll, he'll literally new... trip if he's running too far, like quite literally. <laughs> so you got to be careful exactly. with Daniel, Daniel Jones on the field. I feel so bad about that. I forgot that he totally tripped last year. <laughs> We like would all Terrell, have a different narrative. If uh, he had that. a Terrell Pryor moment, but then fell right before the end zone. We just Terrible. can't be taking him number two in a draft and then this be where he lands on the on the board. So, yeah, yeah that's what. So we got Eagles locking it up. Cowboys, Giants. You're saying it's a toss up. I don't think it's really a toss up. I think it's one, two, three, four as the odds mm-hmm. maker do in this one. So, um yeah, we'll see. I on think that that's one. the safest bet, but if we're talking some money, I think the commanders are not as bad as Vegas is saying. Well, because they have Sam Howell, who hasn't seen the field yet, North Carolina product, and then they have Jacoby Brissett, everyone's favorite transfer yeah. portal quarterback in a sense. That man's been everywhere, kind of keeping teams alive. Didn't he play under Tom Brady at one point? Yeah, exactly. He does he, a few things then. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. He's got it. Exactly. The disrespect under backups for Tom Brady is unreal. Like I've always been a fan of Jimmy G too. So um, yeah, the commanders are just that, that drunk friend that comes along. He's like, I promise I won't do anything crazy. And then they, and do. Then they fall on your coffee table. And <laughs> yeah. Then it's over. yeah. <laughs> You're out a thousand dollars for the night. All right. Yes. That is the NFC there. Any last thoughts on there before we go to the AFC? Nah, I think that covers it. I've, yeah. I've never been big on Daniel Jones. I think he's just, I think he's just really boring. Yeah. Like as a quarterback, uh, I like quarterbacks that can do a lot and also have like flashy personalities. I know that doesn't necessarily win football games, but totally. if you look at some of the bigger quarterbacks in the league, 
a lot of them are really over the top personalities, which I tend to like more as a, yeah. as a fan. Yeah. I'm not writing them off because Brian Dable's a good coach and clearly figured something out last year. So maybe he can untap that potential, but that is the NFC there. Let's head to the AFC now and about the division. I think everyone is the most interested about the AFC West. Got the Chiefs, of course, minus one eighty. Chargers yep. plus three hundred. Broncos plus six hundred, and Raiders plus seventeen hundred. Yep. Now, this division last year, just to preface this, was the most talked about division for so many reasons. Everyone loves Justin Herbert for doing nothing yet in the league. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes is arguably the best best quarterback. <laughs> it's funny because you said exactly what I was going to say about Justin Herbert. Everyone, Justin Herbert. So you you thought that the the NFL media freaks out about anything Pat Mahomes does? Yeah, yeah. The NFL media gives respect to Justin Herbert for anything, and anything. that dude, that dude is consistently an eight and eight quarterback. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. Nothing to yeah. wow me. Every yeah. year, I think he's a decent fantasy football draft, and I'm going to get the steal of the draft yeah. just for him to put up the goose eggs exactly and what's so funny is nobody gives trevor lawrence the respect but trevor lawrence came in and finally won a playoff game against the chargers and justin herbert so i'm like okay why don't we talk about trevor lawrence the way we do about justin herbert so we'll get into them in a minute and then the broncos you know broncos country let's ride and then the raiders i mean you know the penitentiary raiders unfortunately are you know struggling the vegas raiders they're pulling up the rear so just yeah. so everyone's clear, last year, every single sports commentator picked a different one of these teams to win it all this year, and I never thought it was that complicated. So I want to get your take on uh, what you think of these teams and who you think is going to win. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to have some rose-colored glasses if you think that any <laughs> other team than the Chiefs are going to win it all this year. I think yeah. that the Eagles are your second-best bet. Obviously, they have a stacked team, but the Eagles had – one playoff run all the way to the NFL Super Bowl. I'm not fully convinced that they are the team that can bring it back, but the Chiefs are consistently um, proving that they are the second coming of the Patriots. They're going to be the team that is loved at first and then hated because they are constantly in the Super Bowl and there's no variety in the NFL. But the reason that is the case is because you have a generational talent at quarterback, you have a great defense, you have the man himself, Travis Kelsey. Yep. You have so many great players. Andy Reid, you can't you can't go wrong with the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chargers are criminally <laughs> average. I think that the Chargers are, uh, besides Austin Eckler, are quite possibly the most disappointing team that I mm-hmm. see when it comes to uh, the NFL. The Broncos right below them. Russell Wilson had one bad season. Unbiased Seahawks fan here. He's a great player. It takes a lot to to switch careers from doing NFL quarterbacks in Seattle to doing an NFL quarterback role in Denver. Not only did those teams clash multiple times throughout their history, but also it's a completely new environment. You got to give the man a season. How many of these great quarterbacks have had bad seasons? You look at Aaron Rodgers, he's had some bad seasons. Uh Guess what? He's still Aaron Rodgers and everyone will give him credit for that. Uh But Russell Wilson, maybe it's just because the digital age, you know, everyone wants to make fun of everything, but I think Russell Wilson was a target of a lot of jokes, which make these odds seem a lot worse than they actually are. Uh The Raiders can't be as bad as they're being said. I think Jimmy G is a winner 
That dude, ever since he stopped playing with Tom Brady, he's at a really solid winning percentage. Do I think he's worth the money in the role he's playing on the Raiders? Not really, but I think he's a serviceable QB that will get some wins. Mm -hmm. So honestly, if I'm really going to be putting this in order, you have the Chiefs, then you have the Broncos, and then you have the Raiders, and then you have the Chargers. No, I am no you did convinced. not just do that. I am not convinced with the Chargers, and it's not even guaranteed. Is it, really? Has Austin Eckler even signed his contract on the Chargers? Did he even sign his contract? Yes. Yes, no, he – I think he's still – holding out he's like yes. it was like a pre-sign thing and they didn't want to pay him up front so yeah he's still well, as long as as far as i'm concerned he is unhappy with that team and i don't blame him i would be really upset if i played for the chargers i just want you to know you didn't have to rank them fourth like that's great you know the raiders aren't gonna the raiders have probably the worst defense in the league they have you know I love Jimmy G and I love Devonte Adams who gets forgotten about. That is the best wide receiver in the NFL in my standard. And then Josh Jacobs had a great year. Can he run it back? We don't know, but that's it. That's the, like the three players I can name Max Crosby on defense. Yeah, he's pretty good, but that's not going to win you a lot of games. I will give the chargers more credit than what you just tried to do right there, but they got, you named three more players. So they're one player that hasn't even signed a contract yet. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they are the bottom of the barrel of the AFC West. Yeah. I'm actually super interested because justin herbert got paid not austin eckler justin herbert got his contract but we are yet to see they're they're seemingly thinking it's the coaching issue which i don't disagree fully with because yeah he's uh uh been a tough coach so far but herbert can you know can turn it around here so let me give you some interesting nuggets here to help you so easiest to hard schedule goes broncos easiest chargers then chiefs then raiders the Raiders actually do have the hardest schedule in the NFL. They are about to become the punching bag. So I don't know how you feel after hearing that. <laughs> they're gonna this literally is have new to news play, to me. They're going to have to play these teams six times. You know, like these three teams, a total of six times. And then, you know, get their get their butt kicked against who who else knows in their, in their schedule there. But then we look at the Chargers. I think it's kind of a now or never. And when I say never in terms of, not that they can never do it with Justin Herbert, but people are getting, their stars are getting old. They have the Bosa brother. They have Derwin James. They have Khalil Mack. Those guys used to be awesome, but last year they didn't play awesome, but people still talk about them like they're awesome. They're aging on defense. So it's now or never because those guys are going to have one, maybe two more good seasons. If they even have a good season, they could be trending downwards totally. And then on offense, I love Keenan Allen but he's always hurt. You know, he's like arguably a top seven, top five wide receiver in the NFL. Always hurt. He's another version of Mike Adams. I mean, uh, Mike Evans, somebody that's great on paper, but is not performing season to season. You're like, he's your prototype wide receiver that you want. But then he's like, you're like, meh, I didn't love that. I'd rather have. He's great. He's great in Madden when you pick him up and you sim the whole season. But then when you're (laughs) actually playing with him, he doesn't. Exactly. exactly. And then they have Mike Williams, who's just kind of there. That's kind of my note about him. He's just there. Like some days we're like, Mike Williams, the next coming wide receiver one to your team. And then there's like Mike Williams. Should he be on an NFL roster? And then there's Mike Williams. Does he know he's playing football? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, dude, you can be great. Why are you so inconsistent? Again, it's all game planning. Sometimes they don't throw him the ball. That's Justin Herbert's fault. And then Austin Eckler is the best person on that team, but he gets disrespected every single season. Um, Absolutely. Uh, 
absolutely big on Austin Eckler. Had him on my fantasy team last year. It was number yeah. one in points. That man yeah. is someone you want on your team. But yeah. you said it's now or never for the Chargers. Sadly, I have to say it's never or never because if you really <laughs> think about it, the Chargers yeah. remain in mediocrity for this year and then pick up Bo Nix as, as another Oregon QB and continue the cycle of average <laughs> QB play. Bo Nix. No, that would be insane because then they will they'll have like 155 million in the bank for herbert and then they'll be like let's just pay next. we need herbert 2.0 yeah we need oh my gosh if someone Bo-Nix, that can't Bo-Nix. get it done on the palouse we need him. i can already tell you there's going to be so much hype about bonix going into the draft and then we're going to remember that he's like a seventh year college quarterback so that is them the chiefs obviously i don't have a lot of worry about them other than their defense they don't have a top five defensive player in the nfl on their defense other than chris jones like nobody else is on their team that's like legit on the defensive end but it's it's an offensive league they're gonna win shootouts they have great offensive weapons on the offensive side i'm not worried chris jones needs to get a contract issue uh sorted out because he is a top five of maybe even top two defensive player behind aaron donald in the nfl so uh, I hope they get that worked out or that could be a little blank spot. And then the Broncos, you're right. Russ is not bad. He's just a little suave. He got a little too Hollywood for everyone and got a little too above his skis. And then he did, by Sean Payton's quote, be on the team that was the worst organization that he's ever walked into in his life. So I think that was a little bit of a gross overstatement, but Sean Payton's going to come in and you know get everyone round, rowdied up get the defense working and have a better system. Cause I mean, just think about Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. We like, we were yep. scared of them and I expect that's them to just, do the same thing. That's Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy right there. And Jerry Judy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Williams in the backfield. I don't think it's enough respect there, but overall I'm taking the chiefs. What about you? Chiefs hundred percent. No doubt about it. Love it. Okay. We head to the AFC South. Three divisions remain AFC South. Kind of the poverty division of the the NFL. We got the the Jaguars with their newest Blake Bortles, uh, Trevor Lawrence impersonator, minus one fifty five. Yeah. Titans plus three ten. Uh, Colts plus five fifty, and Texans plus a thousand. I still think it's crazy that we haven't even touched the two thousands again. Like people put the Cardinals plus two thousand seven hundred. That's insane. That's kind of what they did to the Seahawks last year. So if we're talking about value bet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're the next coming of the Seahawks, but it's it's crazy because I put them at plus three thousand if they had Kyler Murray. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. You've dropped it. So here's this division. I think it's Jaguars all day. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has proved himself. They've only revamped everything, brought everyone back. They have a great coach in Peterson. Um, they also brought in our favorite degenerate gambler, Calvin Ridley. Can we? Did we all forget how good he was on the Falcons? He degenerate was, gambler betting on himself. That's what <laughs> I like to think. He bet a thousand dollars. I don't know which games on he him, bet on. It bet on himself. But but the thing is, is we would watch the footage and we'd be how like, would, Wait, how is it illegal to bet that you're gonna do well? Why would you be incentivized to throw? It doesn't make any sense. Well, because the the video. I don't know if it was just that he bet on himself because some of the videos he like almost blatantly didn't like get yards on a plane we were like wait are you uh, better are you are you shorting your stock like are you trying to get under <laughs> yards for the season so but calvin ridley calvin ridley is a dangerous weapon to join christian kirk over there and ingram on the offensive side plus travis Etienne back healthy full ready to go with trevor there and then you know the last three teams it's kind of 
poverty. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of new stuff with the Colts and Texans. The Titans, I would I don't want to play them. I would never want to play the Titans because of one man, Derrick Henry. He can single handedly win you games. He's like him, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, who's still unsigned, which I think is insane. Have all like will single handedly win games for their teams. So, and Mike Vrabel is yeah. a great coach. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Ryan Tannehill is still serviceable, and they have two rookies. Well, Willis isn't a rookie, but a second year um, there. So, what are your what are your general thoughts on this division? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it is the poverty division. Um, if I live in Jacksonville, I'm very happy that I am a Jaguars fan at this point in time. I'm not convinced that the Jaguars are as big of a threat to the Super Bowl as the odds will say that they are. I think that they definitely need to continue to prove themselves. I think it's the same argument between Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Is is he really the guy? Like, I I, I think he can be. I'm not going to say and sit here and say Trevor Lawrence isn't good. I think he's a great player, but does he have that consistency? It's been one great season. We'll have to see it. I have to see multiple seasons in the road to believe that you're the person Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts, I think, have the most QB depth out of any team because you have Anthony Richardson and the man Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew, the backup. So, if if Anthony Richardson proves not to be a serviceable QB in his first year in the NFL, you have the best backup QB besides <laughs> Drew Locke in the league, following him up and ready to play in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and are we just going to forget about how good Jonathan Taylor is? Yeah. I, We've, we've talked about regressing regressing superstars. It happens all the time, but people come back. People get better. Yep. I'm all on the Colts. I think that they are probably a more consistent team than the Titans. I think that the Titans are just run poorly as, a, as an organization and like to build up players and trade them right as they're good um, and then hold on to Derrick Henry to sell jerseys. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing I think we can agree on is the Texans are not looking like they are going to be doing anything anytime soon. I just, I'm just hopeful for the days where they can build up a QB as good as Matt Schwab to bring them back to the playoffs. But we'll have to see when that time comes. It's so funny that you bring up Matt Schwab. I, I literally saw a video on him yesterday, and people forget that he like was good for like a year, but like he did have Andre Johnson and Arian Foster, and then he like really fell off a cliff, like. Fast. He, like, he still is the 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 QB passing yards leader for the franchise. Yeah, yeah, he threw it around, but he threw it around. It. But he, uh, <laughs> hey, giving the Texans a playoff berth when JJ Watt needed uh, some yeah. more screen time was good. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, that's that's the other note. JJ Watt single handedly carried that. Like he almost won MVP. Like he was so good that year. Yeah. Um, so I agree with all of that. I think the Texans are only interesting because they have CJ Stroud coming out of Ohio State. But as we've seen with Ohio State QBs, none of them turn out. I don't want to play all like into to that. They throw and yeah. they throw to whoever's open, including defense. As exactly. You can see in the NFL preseason, his very first possession, uh, not his first possession, his first uh I guess what's the word? First drive, yeah. First drive ended in a uh, interception. Obviously, it's a preseason. Got to shake those nerves off. I don't think it's anything to look into. But like you said, yeah. Ohio State quarterbacks are notoriously uh, and it, loose cannons. It, it's not his fault, too. I mean, he's in probably one of the worst divisions and the yeah. worst uh, franchises in the Texans. But we'll see. D'Amico Ryan's new new head coach. I'm not super down on them like I am the Cardinals, but I think it just goes, like you said, Jaguars, Colts, Titans, Texans. But 
I think the Titans and the Colts are pretty close because Anthony Richardson, we don't know what he's got. Like if he's not, and we don't know if Gardner still got it and, or Ellinger or whoever else they got in that QB room, but if they can't get Jonathan Taylor signed to a good contract, he won't even be playing. So what are we going to be like? T.Y. Hilton, he's going to come back again. <laughs> I need that man, T.Y. Hilton, get him back. He was the best Madden Mobile wide receiver you could pick up for cheap gold on the market. If any Madden Mobile fans are out there, yeah. T.Y. Hilton was quite the gold card you could pick up. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Okay, on to the next division, AFC North. Honestly, like the, the Blue Bloods, right now except for the except for the browns unfortunately it goes Bengals plus 150 ravens plus 220 browns plus 380 steelers plus 470 yeah. obviously i love the Bengals and i love joe burrow but my man is hurt with a calf injury out for a few weeks and i don't know what that means but i know it's more than one or two so i don't think he's going to start the season let alone play a couple of the games so and the ravens have lamar back and they have odell they have the weapon. They have Bateman. They got uh, the new guy, Zay Flowers, in the draft. They got him weapons, and they have Mark Andrews still. So I think the Ravens take this because I think they're just going to have their unit together for longer. If Joe Burrow is out five weeks, they could be 0-5, as crazy as that sounds. So I'm taking the Ravens to take it. The Browns, I don't want to go into Deshaun Watson's you know issues off the field, but on the field, like – come on, we haven't seen him in a while. It's like, when have we ever been like, I'm glad that guy took a year off from football. I'm glad he's like, Brett Favre, are we like, yeah, we're super hyped about him coming back multiple times. You thought he was good on Green Bay. You should have seen him on the Vikings. And yeah, Michael Jordan, we were like, yeah, him on the Wizards. He was great. No. So, and I'm not comparing. He's also 40 years old at that point. I'm not comparing him to that, but um, yeah. Give me your thoughts on this really close Steelers plus 470. I mean, that's value right there. Yeah. For fourth place, I mean, value for to take the chip. Yeah. I think that there's three things in life that are guarantees, and that's death, that's taxes, and that's Mike Tomlin will lead a team to a positive winning record by the end of the season. <laughs> yes. That dude, Mike Thompson, Tomlin knows how to run a team to at least nine wins. And you can mm-hmm. always bet on the Steelers, no matter how hard or how bad they start at the start of the season, to at least have a positive record and if you look at this division having a positive record does not put you in last place i think the browns you have nick chubb that's great but i'm not big on deshaun watson i don't think that uh, guess their wide receiver one amari when he does a slant route no uh (laughs) no they're talking to amari cooper and i used to be a huge amari cooper fan but he's on the browns and i haven't heard his name wide receiver one is that what we're is and then Njoku, is he about to take that step that we usually yeah. like top five, top five tight end? No, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not on it for the Browns. Not a big fan of their team. Not a big fan of their quarterback on the field. He just doesn't seem to be like he used to. I remember back in the day when I went to a Seahawks game, I think this was the game that Deshaun Watson got hurt, but he threw, it could be wrong, but like six or seven touchdowns that game. And it was quite possibly one of the greatest quarterback performances I've seen in my life. And I was able to see it live. Unfortunately, 
he is no longer that person. Yeah. Um, but with Joe Burrow, with Joe Burrow out for, uh, like you said, up to five weeks or something along those lines, I see that the Ravens have an opportunity to win the division, but I don't see them as a better team than the Bengals long-term. I think yeah. Lamar Jackson's great though. I, I don't think he deserves any of the disrespect that he gets on a season to season basis. I think he's a generational talent that is always a positive to have on your team. So I could totally see the Ravens and the Bengals making a run deep in the playoffs this year. All right. I like that. Yeah. I would, I almost want to put the Steelers above the Browns too in the third place. And I agree. Tomlin will get any team to the promised land when need be. So yeah, I got Ravens, Ravens taking that Ravens as well for you, but I would have taken the Bengals if uh, Joe Burrow wasn't uh, apparently injured for, his fourth consecutive off season, which is just so sad to see because he's such a great player. Um, yeah. Okay, AFC East in the last division on this podcast. For all those that are still listening, really appreciate it. Um, I hope we can make you some money. Not financial advice, though, money. Um, and uh, yeah, let's jump into the AFC uh, East. Also, quick caveat. Deshaun oh, Watson yes. did not throw seven touchdowns. He threw four, but it was still a very impressive ball game. Hey, hey you, don't see, you don't see Daniel Jones throwing four, so we'll take that. We'll take that. We don't see Baker going for. Um, okay. AFC East. Bills plus 120. Jets plus 250. Dolphins plus 290. And Patriots plus 800. Give me your thoughts. Um, I think the team that is going to show to be the most disappointing in all the NFL this year is the New York Jets. Sadly, I am not big on Aaron Rodgers. Never have. This is an unbiased Seahawks fan talking here. Uh, not a big fan of him. I think that he's digressed so much from season to season, although he's been on a great Green Bay Packers team. I think that the Jets are also a good team, but I don't see him doing well. Um, Brees Hall is coming back from an injury. I, I'm big on him, but I just, without him being consistently healthy, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I want to see the Jets go to the playoffs. I think they have the... Um, uh, I feel like I'm being quoted for misinformation this whole podcast, but I feel like they have the longest playoff drought currently in the NFL. So seeing them make it to the playoffs will be good. I just wish that they were doing it under someone other than Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. I overall, think you might have that quote wrong. I think it's still the Lions or the Browns. No, I think them. it's. I think it's. Let me look. Let me look. Like longest. they went to the playoffs with uh, Mark Sanchez. That wasn't that long ago. Longest playoff drought. Um, the New York Jets, 12 years. Dang. When the Broncos they... have a longer playoff drought than the Lions. The Lions went in 2017. Oh, wow. Forgot that. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Shout out Matt Stafford. Yeah. Can't go wrong um, with him. But in terms of the AFC East, I think the Bills are quite possibly just one of those teams that can consistently put up 50 points a game. So unless you're also shooting out on the offense, you're not going to beat them. Uh the Dolphins just recently lost Jalen Ramsey right to injury. I don't yeah. think Jalen Ramsey is as good as he used to be. He's definitely still a top-tier cornerback. There's no no disrespect to Jalen Ramsey, but I think that although it may be seen as a huge hit, I don't think it's that much of a hit. So I would have to rate these teams, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and then the Patriots, I think. Yeah. I mean – I would even put the Jets potentially below the Patriots if you really Whoa, think about wow. Bill Belichick and what you he can we're, do. We're going to have to stop you there. I'm sorry. The Yeah, the Raiders have the worst schedule in the NFL, and tied with them is the Patriots. They have the hardest schedule as well. And 
if we're depending debating yeah. if you if the saying is if you have two quarterbacks you have zero quarterbacks him and mac jones and bailey zappy i mean we don't know who's really going to get some run there and i mean yeah. who's he throwing it to juju juju is number one again no he's not a number one receiver anymore and they don't really have the the talent i mean judon can only carry them so far on defense uh with his long sleeves every game yeah. Well, I mean, okay. here's the thing, right? You talk yeah. about hardest playoff—I mean, uh, hardest regular season uh, opponents. Those are based on how good we think these teams are originally. Mm-hmm. If you take into mind all the things that I'm saying, obviously, I'm not a sports analyst here, but playing the Jets two times in a row is two easy wins. See, I don't see. I have a different opinion on the Jets. I have a different. <laughs> I'm opinion. not sold on them. I, I personally am a huge fan of the jets i think that they are that they've been the laughing stock of a league i've ne- i've always thought their jerseys are cool like I, I wish nothing but the best for them but i think aaron Rodgers is just not as good as he used to be i'm sorry i think that there is plenty of other qbs that i would want on that team before him see i don't know where you're getting that from either because i've had to be an aaron Rodgers defender this whole offseason and i like Previously, didn't really think much of Aaron Rodgers or didn't want him to win because I was a Seahawks fan when he was on Green Bay. But if we don't, uh, if we don't have short-term memories, he won the MVP back-to-back years in the two prior seasons—not last year, but the seasons before that. Like, yeah, he's you know four years older yeah. than when he won that MVP, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. I watched that Hard yeah. Knocks first episode last night, and I just was like, yeah, Rodgers is just like the news is fake about him. Like he's not deteriorating. He might be getting a little old, but if the O-line can hold up and the O-line's not great, I will give him that. They have the two rookie of the years on offense and defense, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. They have a top five defense. They have Brees Hall, like you said, Michael Carter, they're exploring Dalvin Cook. Like they have weapons. I want to draft Garrett Wilson on my fancy team. He's going to become the new Devontae Adams. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, all right, who's open? I mean, Garrett Wilson. Like that's how it's going to be. So, and in this division, we look at the bills and we're trying to pick division winners. The bills have kind of been the same team doing the same thing. And the story's kind of running out. Diggs is like 12 games and then losing in the playoffs, either Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. (laughs) Diggs is getting tired. He's like, I want to be targeted more after getting the most targets in the entire NFL last year. He's like, target me more. And they have the worst stadium. I mean, they had to cancel like two of their games last year because it's 40 below in a uh, snowstorm. So, and they have no running game. I consider that a geographical advantage for the Bills, if you really think about it. They're used to playing in that. And also another thing, before you get too far away from this point, you talked about Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. Uh, You do make a good point, and I do also remember how good Matt Ryan was four years after he won the MVP. (laughs) And by that, I mean he is virtually not the same person anymore. You're right, you're right. Arguably a top five quarterback, and then Matt Ryan is what we're talking about here. Matt Ryan had quite possibly one of the greatest NFL seasons and was a – a he was what Tony Romo thought Tony Romo was. He was like beyond serviceable, like a great QB to get you wins. He had Julio Jones' his whole career. And, and Roddy White had, and Calvin and Ridley. White, yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers had, you know – 
Devonte Adams, he had Jordy yeah. Nelson, he had all these other people. I, I consider their careers very similar. And if you really think about it, if Matt Ryan had won that Super Bowl, they would both be having the same amount of Super Bowls right now. So I would say your comparison of Matt Ryan to Aaron Rodgers isn't that far fetched. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't hate it, but I think the disrespect for Aaron Rodgers has gotten to a level where we're now talking about Matt Ryan <laughs> in the <laughs> conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I love Matt Ryan too. He was on my fantasy teams when they were good, but I drafted him because his weapons were good. I didn't draft him because I thought Matt Ryan was good. I drafted oh. Aaron Rodgers because I think he's good and can make anything work. And so right. we'll see. And with the Bills, they don't have a running game. Their defense is lacking. Their, their game plan is throw it deep to Diggs or Gabriel Davis like twice a game or Josh Allen runs for like 80 yards on a drive and yeah. could like risk getting injured. So I don't love that. They have a defensive-minded head coach. I know like it's beaten to death, but I think that definitely plays a factor. And But they do have Dalvin Cook Jr. So maybe yeah. he'll step up and have a good year. So And then the Dolphins, I was really high on them coming to the, into this year. Yeah. And I, I laugh whenever I see like practice footage and they're like writing it like when you're beating a coach on a drill or something. But I watched the Dolphins practice footage of the offensive line for the Dolphins just getting obliterated by their like second team defensive line. And like <laughs> two was going to just get sacked out of his mind again. Yeah. I don't care that he's been practicing jujitsu in this offseason. Like he yeah. is one fall to the ground away from him yeah. needing to hang it up. And if he's yeah. gone, they're done. And so I love Tyreek. I love Waddle. I love Mostert and I love their coach, but, yeah. and I love their defense, but I yeah. can't look at Tua and be like, he's going to yeah. stay healthy. Cause I don't think it's in his best interest to stay on that football field for much longer. So I yeah. got, I'm going jets. I'm going jets. I'm going to stand a, a, apart from the rest and say the jets win the division bills come in second dolphins and then Patriots uh easily and last and then maybe we talk about bill belichick getting fired this offseason yeah i don't think there'd be any reason to fire bill belichick i mean he's got that team six super bowls and is without his tried and true qb anymore uh, i think the dolphins are one of those teams that i really want to see succeed but i i think they still need a few more weapons in order to get there i think uh Tua has to start doing those knife knife drills that Aaron Donald would do <laughs> to make sure that he doesn't uh, die on the football field because yeah. it's it's not looking it's not looking too bright for him like you were saying with the O line and the I'm not done with Aaron Rodgers this conversation isn't over <laughs> uh, I'm solely convinced that the uh, New York Jets could put the jersey back on Joe Flacco but have it say Rodgers on the back. And he will put up the same exact numbers and be indistinguishable from Aaron Rodgers' performance. My expectations of Aaron Rodgers are 40-year-old Joe Flacco. <laughs> I cannot wait to have you back on the podcast halfway through the season and for us to compare these thoughts, for you to step back on a lot of the things you've said about maybe the Buccaneers winning the division and the Jets not winning their division because I think there's a higher chance that the Jets win that division than the Buccaneers win theirs. And uh, yeah, uh, that's where we'll leave it here. So you, you're taking the the Dolphins in this one or the Bills? No, I'm taking the Bills for sure. They'll the put up 50 a game and not many teams can beat that. Yeah. Okay, so let's just do a breakdown for the audience so that we're all clear on where we're at. So the AFC, I've got the Chiefs, Jaguars, Ravens, and Jets. What do you got? 
the Chiefs, Jaguars, Ravens, and Bills. Okay. A lot of wrong answers there. And then in the NFC West, uh, in the NFC, I've got the Seahawks, Falcons, Lions, and Eagles. Uh, Seahawks, Saints, Vikings, and Eagles. See, this is great because now we have a lot of different answers and we can totally come back to this when we get near the playoff time and talk about this. But we'll wrap it up here. appreciate everyone that's been listening to the podcast this whole time. Let us know what you think. This is These are the types of podcasts I want to do because I want to get Logan's wild opinions on sports and have a little back and forth on it as these are how these go. Maybe we'll, you know, have a couple more drinks on the next time we do this or, you know, have a couple game game breakdowns when both of us kind of review how we're feeling about teams as we go through. Logan, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast yeah. today. I hope you had a good time going over the stuff and learning some new things about sports that maybe changed your mind on some things. Yeah, right? uh, no, I mean, you definitely are... Uh very uh what's the word knowledgeable when it comes to all the changes happening around the league although your opinions are wrong yeah. it shows that you do the research and that's really what matters when running a podcast and here here's the thing i don't think it's all about research i think the eye test which you're really good at is very valuable you know and at the end wow. of the day i think everyone's opinions are good because sometimes you can get into the weeds too much and be like they have a hard schedule they're not going to be good and then they end up being the best team so like jalen hurts everybody doubted him but only few listen to the true believers of that um cool well everyone have a great rest of your day wherever you're listening to we listened to it we've recorded this literally today so when logan said cj stroud threw that interception on his first drive we were literally watching that before we got on this so Hopefully he gets better and all rookie QBs do well this preseason. And uh, we hope to see everyone later and uh, we'll talk uh, in the near future. See, I can't even do an outro. I can't even do it. You told me to- Have you even came up with one yet? No, I can't even. We need to come up with a show about sports one, but maybe I'll do it like I did on the in-between, you know, like cheers everyone. But we'll- we'll Let me know if you need me to craft a jingle. I'll get one going for your outro. Exactly. All right. We'll see everyone later.